A lone protagonist never receives as great a reaction as one with a well-developed supporting cast. Susan Spann. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Our episode today is going to focus on the relationships between characters. This is an especially important one when structuring your book. How they relate to other people, what kinds of opinions they've developed, are very important in the moment of writing these characters. It's also good to know what kind of relationships are in your character's backstory, because that will define and motivate a lot of who they are, especially starting with their very first family. Why do people need to consider this? You've seen a Disney movie before, right? The running joke is all of your Disney lead characters in the Disney classics, none of them have a mom. All of the moms in a lot of your kids' movies are dead. Sometimes the dad dies halfway through the movie. These are motivating factors to get your character to accomplish a goal, more often than not in the Disney realm. Sometimes you will never announce about your character's family because they've been disowned or they disowned the family and they move to another town and it's not really relevant. Sometimes the brother gets dragged into the fight by the bad guy and it's a motivator to go defeat the bad guy because they have to save the little brother. And sometimes it's Batman. You can't have Batman without two dead parents. When it comes to the parents, a character's personality will differ a lot of the time between whether their parents are still alive, whether they were adopted into a new family, or whether they were orphaned or lost a parent. Something also to consider is if your character was a parent, is a parent, was about to be a parent when the inciting action happened. Sometimes you will have the lonely mentor character who is gruff and mean on the outside, but is great with kids. That tells you something about that guy's relationship with children and something about their history if they were a parent. You also need to consider the siblings and what birth order is your character in? Is your character an only child, the oldest, middle, or youngest? I'm the youngest child and I have a vastly different personality than my older siblings because I was young enough to watch all of their mistakes but intelligent enough to see those mistakes and say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That was dumb. Something else to consider in this category is if your character is adopted. I was adopted and both my siblings are blood related to me. But the man who raised me, the guy I call my dad, we have no blood relation whatsoever. That changes our relationship, especially if he had had a blood child with my mom after adopting us, no matter how fantastic of a dad he was, that would still play into the family dynamic. You also need to consider how the extended family is involved. Is it a very tight-knit, large family? Do they know all of their cousins? Do they hang out with their cousins? Or is it kind of an isolated family? Was their parents an only child, so they don't have any close extended family? This is especially relevant if you're writing a murder mystery. So let's move on to relationships outside of family. Friends are the family that you choose. 
And it is good to know whether your character is an introvert or extrovert and how they interact with their friends. I'm an introvert. When I get into a funk, I tend to close down and not really talk to anyone, even my best friends. And a lot of the time in the past, that has led to failed friendships because they think I'm mad at them for some reason. And I'm like, no, I'm just need to be in my own little bubble for like a month. (laughs) This also is fun to differentiate best friend characters. So I consider my sister one of my closest friends. She is an extrovert. I'm an introvert. She's the one who helps me get off the couch when I don't want to. Having that pocket extrovert to pull out to get you out of a funk is super helpful. It's also good to know whether the character has a lot of friends or a very few number of really close friends. In high school, I had a ton of friends. So I had my band friends, I had my general nerd friends, I had my theater friends, and I got along really well with all of them. And my sister, who was the extrovert, had a very small group of really close friends and a lot of periphery friends that she'd hang out with, but she wasn't really close with. My mom always thought that was weird, but it worked. And it's a little bit of a dichotomy because I was an introvert with a ton of really close friends. So that's something to consider with your characters. Do they have something in their life with their friendships that's a little bit not what you would expect? So all of these things to consider when considering the friendships that your character has. How close are they? How many do they have? Are they the introvert that relies on an extrovert to get out and do things? Do they have a sidekick? (laughs) I kind of feel like I am the sidekick in most of my friendships. She's like, yep, I will be there. Whatever mischief we're going to get into, I can help you get out of it. Let's go have fun. But I'm rarely the one to go, hey guys, I'm throwing a party. Let's move on to kind of the last category of relationships, the romantic relationships. Things to consider. Is your character married? Are they in a long-term relationship? Are they single or are they widowed? And you can fall into single and widowed at the same time. That has more to do with romantic availability than it does to do with trauma in this case. It's the way your character approaches a potential mate. So if they're recently widowed, they likely aren't going to be categorizing themselves as single and available. Recently widowed people tend to still think of themselves as married or in a long-term relationship that they're dedicated to. That means that the dead spouse is a character in your book. They don't have dialogue, they don't have physical movements, but they have an influence on the scene, especially if the surviving spouse sees somebody that looks like them or catches a whiff of what would have been their perfume. That changes the dynamic of the scene. The dead character is still a character that influences the scene. In my own book, my character was widowed about a year before the event started, and a lot of her motivation is to get her dead husband back. And the villain's whole motivation for his whole life has been to get his dead wife back. So any romantic affiliation, whether they are seeking a relationship, whether they have a relationship, whether they used to have a relationship, any romantic status is a great motivator for your character. The relationships that people have with the other characters in the book 
matter for their interactions with them. And at this point, I'm going to bring in rank and file. Because some of my characters are military, this is very important to some of my characters more than others. But who's in charge in the situation? Who's in charge when that person's not in the situation? How do they address the people giving them orders? If they're military, they might just go, yes, sir, salute, do the job, whether or not they agree with the end game for their orders. Other people might go, whoa, 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 wait a second, I'm not going to obey until you at least explain this to me. How they address each other in their relationships is an important tool in defining your character. Some of your characters might have been raised in the South, so whomever they're addressing, it's going to be sir or ma'am every time. If they're calling each other by their last names, then their relationship was likely either like police or military kind of environment where you're calling people officer last name or private last name. And with familiarity, that'll get shortened to just the last name. This also happens with kids, high schoolers, and their teachers. And do your characters call each other by nicknames? Are they familiar enough with each other to call you Ray Ray? Often, this is a sign of some of the most intimate relationships, is if you call them a condescending nickname. I will call my brother Shorty, just as a reminder that he was once upon a time shorter than me, completely out of affection. The best way that you can write realistic relationships in your books is to look at the real relationships around you. Go people watching. See how people interact with each other. Are they siblings that, you know, shove each other around and play wrestle? Or are they siblings that aren't quite as familiar with each other? Because I have such a big age gap between my oldest siblings and me, our relationship is a little bit more formal. And your character will not behave the same way around different people. Your character might try to make it sound like his brother farted, but would never do that to his boss. These are things to consider when you're creating your characters and putting them in a scene is who else is in the scene and how they know your main character. Look at what their parental family upbringing was like and how does that affect how they interact now. If their parents had a super strong relationship and always showed intimate affection for each other, their standards for romance are going to be very different than somebody who grew up as a street urchin. One of the things that helps me is figuring out what I would do in a situation, how I would react. I am not my characters, but there is a facet of me in all of my characters. Tap into that. Look at how you would feel if your son had died and now the bad guy's offering to bring them back to life. That means more than anything, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 